Hello, I'm Patrick Chavis, and you're listening to L.A. Theater Bites, and I'm here with actor Mark Antonio Pritchett. He's playing Ben in George A. Romero's Night of the Living Dead, playing now at the Group Rep in North Hollywood, October 4th through November 10th, 2019. The show is Night of the Living Dead, and it's, uh, the, the story is about seven strangers barricade themselves in the Pennsylvania farmhouse, attempting to escape the bloodthirsty, flesh-eating ghouls ravaging the countryside, beset by the walking dead outside and ever-rising interpersonal tensions within, the group begins their desperate attempts to survive the night. This production will be directed by Drina Durazo. I think that's how you say it. Ben, how are you today? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Good, good, good. Um, so, Ben, like, um, is this, is this going to be the first time you've um, been in this, this, uh, this play before, Night of the Living Dead? Oh yeah, definitely. The first time. Um, I didn't even know there were play adaption, adaptations of this show, actually. <laughs> so mm-hmm. once I saw the breakdown for that, I was like, okay, I have to go read for that. <laughs> it was one of my favorite movies back in the day. So. Oh, nice. Um, so yeah. I, 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 actually, I know of the story, but I've never actually seen the old movie or, or any of that. But, um, so I'm very, very, very curious about most of what is going on. What I do know from just kind of how famous this is, is it's about zombies and it's one of those iconic zombie stories. It's one of the really, it's one of the early, early ones. Um, so um, what? Yeah, it's uh, like the first. I, yeah, it's, it's like, it's the first. That's why that, you, you get pretty iconic if you're the first first one to do something. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, so what does Night of the Living Dead mean, mean to you? Well, it's such an important uh, movie. Um, in many ways, like this is 1968 when this movie came out. This movie came out like six months after Martin Luther King was assassinated, like turmoil this year. Um, and for George A. Romero to cast a black lead in a movie in 68, you know, that, uh, that was a very powerful statement he didn't even try to make. Like he would literally said, oh, this was just the best actor that I could afford for my movie. Like he auditioned and he was awesome. So that's, that's why he was there. But he, I don't even think he realized how important that role would be. I mean, technically, uh, movies of any kind of size, like the next one after that in 68 is Get Out. Think about how much time that is of a, of a black male leading a horror movie. Like, yeah, he, didn't, he had no idea how big it was. You know, and once he made it, once he had cast Ben, then it was obvious some of the undertones that came out in that interpersonal struggle in the house carried a slightly different meaning, even though the words, you know, nobody was uh, saying anything, you know, particularly edgy, but everything had this kind of connotation to it, you know, as this, uh, you know, one black man is trying to help everybody figure out how to survive this. And, you know, certain people have a a hard time, uh, you know, listening to what he's got to say. Uh, given the time period, and it just, it just, uh, it was a rather powerful film on that. And, you know, for a horror movie, you think of it as just like a thing that's fun, but it, it really is a, a really important role um, to have. Uh, I mean, think about some of those characters like that. Like you think Ripley from Aliens, you know, uh, Sarah Connor, <laughs> you know, there's, you know, you think of, uh, I mean, when you think of characters like that, Ben, 
would be right there on that same mural and everyone would know exactly who that was. If you see that man standing there in his shirt and tire iron, you know, you know exactly who that is. And that's a, that's really important culturally, I think. Yeah, it is. It also, um, I think it brings up that, uh, like, um, how, like, no matter what you, what you say about a character and stuff like that, because of, because we were, because we we were stuck in like, um, you know, historical things that happen and stuff like that. Just, just the idea of just um, putting in a black character or an African American character, automatically you could that kind of changes that can kind of change the narrative of of what's going on because of uh, it's how like how can you separate what's happening in real life with what's happening right. on the stage, like like you said with uh, when it came out and the just. Just the fact of introducing a black character at that time, which was so rare to have that character right. in there, now you have a whole nother layer of, uh, I guess the word would be subtext that's going on right. as well in uh, in people's minds, whether it's happening or not happening. Um, but yeah, that 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 is that. Oh my, that's that's the kind it's of surprisingly stuff deep, can, right? For yeah, yeah. zombies, you're like, wait, yeah, what? yeah, <laughs> yeah. It gets re- it starts getting really. Yeah, it starts getting really deep when you start thinking about art like that and start breaking it down in that way, for sure. And it had nothing to do, the, the, the uh, thing had nothing to do with his blackness. So there's a whole other layer to it. Like that you, was just that, a coincidence. There's only so many times as an actor where I want to be getting my butt whooped and, you know, <laughs> or getting mugged or, you know what I mean, trying yeah. to play on somebody's sympathy about something historical. Like there's a whole lot more to black culture than the past. Yeah, and this the, the conflict had nothing to do with that. It is just some human beings. The zombies don't care what color you are; <laughs> they'll yeah. all eat you. So yeah, unless all it in was the same boat. Unless it's that Keen Pill sketch. There's a Keen Pill sketch where there's oh, like there's like racist zombies, and they're like, hmm. They I love that alone. sketch. So much. That was ooh, that was pretty. That was pretty funny. <laughs> They're so smart too. Like you yeah. notice, they had the little kid try to eat him, and the parents stopped him. Like, yeah, yeah. They even let their nope. child eat us. Like that's so deep. Right? <laughs> the kid has no racism. I'll eat you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's taught. It learn taught. from the parents yeah, what to do. Parents. Like they're they're smart and funny, but yeah. there's some truth under there that they they sneak in there. That's hilarious. Oh yeah, these guys these guys are are high level thinkers for sure. <laughs> yeah. So um, I love comedy that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how long have you been acting? Hmm. I've been acting like, I mean, professionally, I suppose, since like 97-ish. So a long time. however many years that is. <laughs> it's quite a um, while. Yeah. So I do several things. I uh, work as a session singer. So I sing on soundtracks and stuff like that. Um, I'm also a, a, a fight coordinator. So I, I run a stage combat school. So I do a lot of swashbuckling style things on that end so there is sort of a little trinity of uh you know dramatic stuff acting stuff musical stuff and combative kind of stuff wow, that's stage... all centered around entertainment so yeah wow stage combat that sounds really interesting um yeah. How, yeah yeah how did you um how did you get into stage combat and like does that how did that help you with this role that you, that you, that oh yeah, I mean, I did the, I staged the uh, the fight scenes in this play as well. So all of the zombie action and stuff like that. Wow, um, nice. Like Adrena would talk about kind of the, the what she wanted to say with it and, and some of the imagery, and then we would kind of go back and forth. And then once we sort of got a nice 
like you know, I, I understood what she, what she was trying to say. Um, then I had a lot of freedom to kind of make that happen and just check in, and it was a great kind of collaboration right there. Like, mm -hmm. Because you know, bringing horror to theater when it's not like a, a haunted house kind of thing where everyone's like, ooh, whatever. It's like a a narrative. That is a rare thing. I can't think of too many plays where you you just sit down to watch a play and you know, there's a lot of thrillers, but how many real horror plays are there really? That's true. Yeah. It's um it's cool. Because it's like a unique thing to play yeah. with. Oh yeah, because yeah, you're talking about when you're talking about high concept uh, ideas, those things, those concepts in theater can definitely be challenging as far as your your well, unless you got a huge budget and you can do they have you know <laughs> nowadays they have a whole bunch of new creative things like interactive plays where where they can oh, yeah. shut, shut down a whole building and have that and move around and stuff like that. Those things are awesome. Those are cool. Those are almost like haunted houses, right? Um, but yeah, right. so so nowadays you can, they're doing a lot of experimental stuff. You can do that, but yeah, traditionally. The one stage, you're in front of the stage, you have one location. Doing these high concept things can be a challenge, um, sci-fi, horror. So yeah, you're like, um, like often, often these, yeah, while there are horror plays, you know, it's, um, yeah, you don't see them as much as what you're going to see a drama or something like that, because uh, these things, these things are high concept. These things are hard to stage unless you're very creative and, and but yeah. there's ways there's ways to do it. There's ways to do it. Yeah. This has a lot of multimedia elements in it, which is really exciting too, where you, you know, uh, have uh, radio and, and video elements mixed in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So this is another good, uh, a fun one like that. Choreography is concerned. What was like a challenge for you uh, in this production? Was, is what you consider this production, um, hard or complicated um, compared to other productions? Every one of them is a, has their own kind of unique thing to them, you know, uh, where you're trying to study a fight style or, or, you know, I've even had to choreograph like basketball scenes and prison fight scenes and stuff like that, like in an opera setting. <laughs> <laughs> oh. so, you know, that was a challenge, like, you know, yeah. on a rate set. But yeah. like, um, this one had its own challenges that way because there's a lot of uh, moving parts. There's a lot of people involved in it. So, um, and then of course, zombies aren't. You know, they they kind of have a limited tool set as to what they <laughs> they come to do to you. Like zombies are trying to grab you and bite you. Like that's are these are there. these slow zombies? Are these fast zombies? What kind of zombies are we talking about here? They're they're a good homage to the uh, original one. So they're pretty slow with okay. moments of lunginess, you know, <laughs> you, know they, you don't want to be too close to the zombie. Like they're pretty good at the one thing that they do. Um, but Eating. they're definitely, it's a numbers game, you know, mm -hmm. where there's just too many of them and they get you individually. Uh, they're a little slow and, and messed up. And so if you, if you know how to fight, then you could take them out. But the problem is, is there isn't, one of them <laughs> you know there's there's a whole lot of them yeah and then you have problems hmm. yeah so just kind of finding out the rules of what the zombie is you know it's so different than with walking dead and 28 days later and all these different things so going yeah. back to that original one some of the neat things about those zombies is they felt pain hmm. and they had like problem solving abilities you know the original movie you, know, you hit them in the face, they hold their face, and they're like, oh, <laughs> you know, and that, that's <laughs> yeah. different from the zombies we think of. And they'll look and try to get through a window, and they can't. They'll pick up a rock and use it to break the window. Like, 
they have some basic problem solving skills. So the those old school zombies, it was neat to kind of play with with that a little bit. Interesting. You know, plus the human stuff is very straightforward. In the midst of that, of course, every disaster movie, humans have to stab each other in the back. <laughs> you know, you can't just you can't just fight the things on the outside. You know, people have to have their own problems on the inside too. And it makes everything that much worse. So. As the character of Ben, when you're when you're on stage and you're performing as the character, and I guess you and you've I guess you've already had one performance so far. What's um yes. what's what's going? Um, I'm always curious. I guess every actor is a little bit different. What's going on going on in your head? How, how is how does Ben's character feel in this situation? How are you, how do you get yourself in the mood to play this character? It's a it's such a trap because uh, it's such an iconic character, right? If you were playing, you know. Arnold Schwarzenegger from the first Terminator movie or something. Everyone knows all the little catchphrases and the lines and the deliveries and the fun things. So you don't want to just make it a copy, but mm -hmm. people are there because they love that original character. So it's interesting to just put enough little Easter eggs in there when they're like, where they're like, that's the character I remember, but yet they still don't quite know what you're going to do. So, most of that work was done kind of in the rehearsal process of just getting it in the system. Once you're up on stage, I'm really just trying to get what I'm trying to get from moment to moment, you know, trying to win those little battles, you know, scene by scene. And, you know, sometimes you win, sometimes you don't, that kind of a thing. You're just trying to keep it as much in the moment as possible. And uh, if you've done your homework, then hopefully all that stuff, you know, <laughs> From the audience point of view, they're like, oh man, look at all these layers and these things. But most of that work has been done in the rehearsals. When you're up there, you're just trying to focus on, you know, what someone's saying to you and, and, and what that means to you, you know. Is, is, are you pretty happy with this adaption? Do you think, do you think it adds stuff um, from the actual original material? Or do you think it's just a good, honest adaption of, of this material? And fans from the movie will just be like, this is, this is awesome. This is, this is why I came because I really enjoy the movie. Now I really enjoy the, the play. Um, it kind of rides a balance between paying homage to the original, right? But mm -hmm. then there are characters in the original who are a bit more modernized for now in it as well, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So yeah it's they, a balance. He has updated it a little bit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you do when you I don't want to it's like I, spoiler alert on a movie from 68, <laughs> but if you were to uh watch the original, let's just say the Barbara from that original is uh definitely not the Barbara in this one. It may start out that way, but there's more to it than than that. Mm. I, I I think if you just cut I, I think if you just leave it right there, I think that's not a spoiler. That's just it's a it's a tease, but but if, mm -hmm. if you don't say anymore, you just gave right. you gave a good tease there. <laughs> no spoilers on Ellie Peter bites. I was working on it. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. After acting in this production, any revelations you've that you've learned about this uh, that have, have have I don't know create your um, expanded your understanding of the material more since you started acting into it. Oh uh, yeah. Um, just to let you know, my earpiece went. Can you still okay. hear me good? I can hear you just fine. Yeah. Okay, perfect, perfect. Um, well, this was a unique one because I, I had just gotten through directing a show that actually closes the same weekend as this opens. Mm -hmm. So 
it was an interesting thing to have been on the outside kind of walking people through storytelling stuff and then suddenly I'm asked to do the same thing I've been asking them to do it. Like I, I kind of love going back between those two things because I feel like it maybe gives insight into the other. So it's, it's easy to tell someone to actively listen and what they're doing while things are going on. And then, you know, a few weeks later, I find myself having to do what I asked them to do and understand mm. the challenges and, then, <laughs> you know, yeah. staying in the moment and stuff like that. You know what I mean? They were checking out of that stuff. And it's, it's, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's always, a, every show is a growing experience like that. It just gives you a chance to, to sharpen your tools and get a little better at stuff for the next time around. So this has been no exception to that. It's, it's been wonderful that way. Uh, all the challenges that come up, you know, you just figure out how to get through those and now you got more tools in your bag for the next time. You know? Yeah. I can't remember who told me this, but years ago, someone did tell me if you want to be a director, even if you aren't an actor and you don't have any skill or talent in it, if you want to be a director, it's very, it's very important to maybe take some acting classes or something so you can really understand that. what they understand where the actors are coming from. Because if you're a, a, a someone and you don't and you don't really understand what the, where the actors are coming from or going through, it's gonna be harder for you to connect with them. Uh, I forgot who told me that, but um, I, I I have to believe it's true. I think it's probably true. It's so true. It's true in the reverse too. Like when you have directed and then you're in a show, you kind of understand what the director is trying to do and how that differs from what something feels like as just an individual, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, in your yeah. little personal world, you're like, oh man, I'm killing it. This is much, you know, and you're not <laughs> looking at the big picture. And, and when you watch that and you see someone looking at you like, I'm killing it. Why are you telling me to do this? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. once you see both sides of that, it makes you, you know, you understand the challenges of both of those seats. And so I feel like it, you can be a better actor because you know what the director, you understand what they're doing. And it's oh, easier yeah. for you to give yourself over to it. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it sounds like not only does it help you understand better, but it also, I think it sounds like it's something that can also help to humble humble someone as well. Because I feel like, especially when you hear these stories of some of these actors that really, really get into their roles to, to pull out something really, I mean, I, I, I feel like you have to really, um, at, a, at a certain point, it's like, um, like, you have to understand that even though you're the actor and you're doing something, you're 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 supposed to be listening to the director and like at a certain point (laughs) at a certain point i think also that having that perspective also understanding where the director is coming from and stuff like that i guess that i think that can also humble you as well because it's understandable that you want to go all out and 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 put yourself into the character but at the same time you'd be like hey you're not the only person there you know right right. you know so yeah altogether i think it's probably a good thing no, it's easier to be a better cog when you've kind of seen the whole machine. You're like, oh, hold up. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah. So my job is to do this. <laughs> I got to do this. Yeah. I get, oh, yeah. They're, they're paying me. And oh, sometimes they're paying you. <laughs> but even if they're not paying you, they hired you um, to do something, do something that they asked you to do. And um, exactly. hopefully, and, and depending on the person, maybe some people will give you more um, freedom than others. And that's probably, and that, that's probably a good thing too. You know, uh, I guess I've heard uh, so many stories of some of the directors that, um, I think it might be more Martin Scorsese, but 
they'll 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 allow um, the they'll have their ideas of what they want, but they'll also allow actors to improvise on set and do their own mm -hmm. things and stuff like that. And you can you can also find this in theater as well, I'm sure. Um, oh yeah, it's always collaboration. It, it, yeah, this collaboration style, this free collaboration style, it opens it opens um, potential for better ideas, not just um, a rigid a rigid idea of okay, we're doing another, we're gonna do I don't know Romeo and Juliet again. Let's do it the exact same way that everyone else did it a million times. Yeah. No, no, we. Let's try something different. Let's try something new. That's what makes. Yeah. That's why you can watch the same show over and over again, and it's like a new. It's like a new show. You know, I I think I've seen Othello, what six or seven times. You know, <laughs> uh, some some good versions, some okay versions. You know, but they're all yeah. different. They're all relatively different depending on the director and how the director wants to do it. You know, um, and you can and in the same material. This is good material. You can have a stale show, or like, wow, I didn't know yeah. they. I didn't know you could tell the story like that. That's that was yeah. that was really cool. That's actually one of the last ones I, I did that back in two thousand and seven. Oh yeah, in Sacramento. Oh, oh okay. Sacramento. Yeah. Nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you you played Othello. Or you worked on it. Mm -hmm. You you played Othello. Okay. Right. I did. Yes, yes. Oh, not a not an easy role to pull off. All right. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, man. I think it was it was really nice talking to you, man. If if you could just uh, let everyone know, um, at, like out of all the shows in LA, so many shows every month every, uh, coming out in in Los Angeles. Why should they come to this show that you guys are putting on? Well, they definitely aren't going to see anything else like this. Um, there's some laughs in it. It's got heart. It's scary at moments. Um, it's good for the whole family, provided the family can handle the zombies. <laughs> and uh, with the multimedia levels, the lighting, there's so many design elements built into it. A bunch of people, you can just see the love that everyone put into each little part of putting this production together. I think it's definitely worth the time to come come give a look and, and see what you think. Especially since it's a, a theatrical turn on such a classic, right in time for the holiday, for the uh, uh, you know for Halloween anyway. Uh, I think it's the perfect time to come check it out. 